The year is 2002. It's 2012. It's 2021. It's Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. And I'm Charlotte. And this is my marvelous year. Variant cover. Welcome to My Marvelous Year. I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. You're listening to a special year-end My Marvelous Year episode. Today we're going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Spider-Man trilogy. This came out in December of 2021. It came out this weekend. It's one of the like earliest movie coverages we'll be providing here on MMY. We all have the chance to see it, and we'll be talking about that. There will be spoilers for no way home in this episode okay we're going to talk about spider-man no way home and then towards the end of this we're going to talk about the sam raimi um spider-man 2 film which we all did watch but again because we've all seen no way home uh definitely anticipate we're going to want to talk about that in detail and that some spoilers will follow so you may want to wait until you've seen the movie if you are so inclined now to talk about spider-man no way home i did something that i don't usually do all right i Mm. i waved my fingers in a circle and I said, anyone who knows that Dave Busing is Comic Book Herald can step through this portal. And I got, I got two people. I got two people <laughs> who knew that identity, who stepped through. It's Zach Dean and Charlotte. How's it going? It's good. I love, I love the self roast of uh, <laughs> the the absolute limited amount of people. Horrible branding. So, also, does that mean that does that mean that this is the only universe in which you are Comic Book Herald? Uh, apparently yes. Apparently, all other Dave Busings wow. made better decisions, and uh, they're all they're all much happier and wealthier, and did not start a comic book website. <laughs> sadly, 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 no. But I love it. I'm glad to be here. Um, I've been, I so I saw Spider-Man No Way Home on Thursday evening. I got, uh, I, I, I got saw to see that. It. I was surprised. You, yeah. You, so I got to see it in theaters opening, through. Right? Um, I got a screening. And it was a whole a whole thing where they had this screening, and they were like, "Hey, you have to be vaccinated to do it." So I was like, "Cool, if I can see if I can see it in a theater where I know everyone is either vaccinated or a committed liar, then I will I will do that." <laughs> um, so I yeah. went, and <laughs> uh, and it was it was good. It was good. I I liked seeing it in theater. You know, I, I complained a bit with Eternals because I was surrounded by thirty high schoolers who wouldn't stop talking, <laughs> and I was like, "Why? Who why stop would I?" Coughing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why would I ever want to see this in the theater again? Spider-Man No Way Home, I did not have the problem, um, you know, because of the audience I was with. It was, it ruled to see it in a theater. Uh, so I've been thinking about it for days. I've been jotting down notes. I've been saying all sorts of things. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot we can talk about. I think what I want to start with, the thing that I'm probably the most interested in and what is the focal point of my review is this is a movie, first off, that I loved. Let's just be clear. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um is it? It's regressive, I think. It is trading on nostalgia heavily, okay? So there's there's kind of two ways to frame it. One is it's celebrating the history of Spider-Man movies, but another mm-hmm. is it is pandering heavily to fan service to just show you all the old Spider-Man stuff 
for movies and just kind of have that moment of pointing at the screen saying, I know that. I know that person. Right. And mm-hmm. what I'm <laughs> trying to weigh a meme of like, that. Exactly. I know that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And what I'm trying to weigh is did it. Am I just OK with that? <laughs> am I just good with fan service pandering or does this movie transcend that? OK. Um, and, and actually, there's a reason why it's OK. <laughs> for them why they get away with it okay so so yeah. let's 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 toss it to both of you um charlotte zach whoever wants to jump in what do you think of that well i i mean we've been talking about this movie for a while you know just like mentioning it in brief and it's been slowly trickling out going from rumor to confirm fact that it's like yep willem defoe's in this alfred molina's in this and then it was like toby Maguire and andrew garfield are like filmed on set and they they hadn't been like confirmed confirmed i don't think but like it was an open secret more or less that they were going to be in it which and what a time, what a I've, cool i'm sorry to jump in immediately but like no, what a cool ahead. moment that would have been if there had been none of that no release tease oh, of it God. i know yeah. i know you know i mean you which know, is a I lost cause it, but like oh yeah i mean i i was even annoyed that i was like oh, man we could really get to see that it's like electro and sandman and lizard and doc ock and uh the the uh yeah, yeah, and uh, Green, Goblin Green Goblin, yeah, are all here, right? Like, I, I was like, the trailers are showing all that. Like, how much it would have been so much fun if they kept this a secret, and they did like kind of keep it a secret about the old Spider-Man. But if you exist online, you know, you basically knew, which is a bummer. Yeah, I agree. But when every time we talked about this, I was like, I don't know, you know, like it's kind of fun to have him back, but for the most part, like, I don't want him to make it that, that messy. The MCU, I don't want them to start doing the. You know, it's like the Arrowverse thing where they weave... The, like, Arrowverse has done this a million times in, like... Yeah. I've seen the Crisis on Infinite Earth episodes. They're kind of fun, but they're also just a lot of, like, hey, you know this, you like this, it's fun to see him back, right? Totally, like, yeah. And I walked out being, like, they had a really good reason for doing it, right? It is pandering, it is fan service, but they find a really interesting angle yeah. mm-hmm. and I to think cover it, with this. It yeah. works, though, because the movie, despite having, like twice the amount of villains as Spider-Man 3 uh, and like twice the amount of protagonists um, it's still so focused on the character of Peter Parker in a way that is enhanced by having two mm-hmm. other Peters I think so I think it, it worked yeah. very well on that level as in it never forgets that who is the main character who is important and while still giving mm-hmm. stuff to do to most of the antagonists uh, there's maybe one of one or two that uh, I don't know that much about like Duck, Ark, Green Goblin, and I think Electro specifically worked yeah. very, very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Sandman, the Lizard get a little bit yeah uh, pushed to the side, but you know, fine, right? We didn't need as much from everybody. And uh, so, and so yes. to to put a point on that, so like, okay, yeah. so the reason it gives for you know this Peter Parker to be dealing with this is his identity is exposed, right? The previous movie, um, in Far From Home, at the very end, and actually in the post credits, and this movie. I was pleasantly surprised how thoroughly it engaged with a world where Peter Parker as Spider-Man is public knowledge. I I thought just again based on the trailers, based on internet hype, that sort of thing. Which I think to your point, Zach, like if I engage with that less, I there's probably there are probably a lot of people who could go into this movie being totally shocked that Andrew and Toby are in this, um, mm-hmm, in a, in a sure. really pleasant way. So good for them. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it it did definitely. I thought it would be like, okay, him and Doctor Strange are going to cast this spell. They're going to make everyone forget that he's Peter Parker, or, or that you know Spider Man is Peter Parker. But in doing that, there's going to be a side effect of the spell, which allows for these multiversal villains to come through. Right? We knew Doc Ock, mm-hmm. we knew Green Goblin, and then it turns out Electro, Sandman, Lizard. Um, what they actually did was 
was kind of have both worlds, right? Where they say, actually, your identity is going to be out there the entire movie. The spell's not actually going to take effect until like the very, very end of things, right? Like it's going to, mm. they're going to start it, but then it's going to get go so wrong that that the ramifications happen anyway. That was cool. Um, I I think there's probably a lot. Like if I watch this again, I bet there's a lot of holes. Like a lot, a lot, a lot of logical inconsistencies yeah. and holes and things, but in one go, in just two and a half hours of taking it all in, like the fact that Peter has to have this world where his high school knows he's Spider-Man. Everyone knows he can't get into college because the administration is like. Which <laughs> also, can we talk about MIT is the only school you want to get into? <laughs> None of your backup schools accept you, and you still think you're going to get into MIT? Like what? I know that that. <laughs> That I thought the same exact thing, where, like, all of your, your safety schools, like, multiple safety schools rejected you, and then they're like, all right, it's MIT or nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like, come <laughs> yeah, on. Like, yeah. reasonable expectations yeah, the hubris. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's like, it, clearly his his life is thrown askew um, because of this, and it it's an interesting framing, I think, to actually engage with, you know, this idea of his identity is out there, and what does that mean? It does it very differently. Like, typically... Typically what happens when Spidey's identity gets exposed or a villain knows it is his it's the ones he loves too. are at risk now, right? Yeah. And it's very intimate usually. You know, it's usually the Green Goblin flying to a suburban home to get Aunt May, that sort of thing. This isn't that at all because that's not MCU Spider-Man and it hasn't really been. You know, he lives in apartments with uh, Stark Tech. Like that's kind of been his, mm. his situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but here they have to engage with it. I was impressed by that. I was happy with it. What did, what did you all think of... <laughs> The identity exposure and and just sort of the way that plays out with Doctor Strange's, you know, involvement to to create a spell to to get rid of it. Yeah, I was expect like I was expecting it to be more like the universe was changed by the spell, with, rather than just like his relationship and the villains popping up. Like I was really expecting a travel across dimension kind of thing. Uh, and yeah. I think it worked very well that he stays in his universe, so it, there really are consequences. To, to people knowing who he is, uh, J. Jenna Jameson, I think he doesn't have a huge part in the movie, but he's uh, he's a good antagonistic force. Maybe if, if he's not an actual antagonist directly, right? Um, and the, his scenes are pretty funny, I think. Um, <laughs> no, I okay. Here, let, let me start up. This is oh. this is probably. <laughs> I have very few like big negatives about the film. J. Jenna Jameson is one of them. I think this is oh. the clearest like non additive referencing of something to the film and i like i love jk simmons as jjj like we just we've been watching the raimi things he's incredible in those movies i think he brings it it, it is a shadow of his performance in those movies because they're tweaking it right that, like he's that not, i 100 percent oh, agree with like he's not a lovable jerk here he's not funny like he didn't make me laugh once there's no real good jokes from him and then him just ranting at the camera is not like a fun thing to do right it's like J. Jonah Jameson is, you know, it's him in the newsroom yelling at people. So him just being, like, a angry blogger is not particularly funny. Yeah. And then they just used it too much. Like, there was, like, three or four scenes of him. And I, I get, like, you know, you want part of it is him just being the antagonistic, right? The antagonistic media, like, leading the charge of the public opinion against Peter. But, like, overall, like, when he shows up at Happy Hogan's apartment and he's, like, an investigative reporter and all that's happening, I'm kind of like... This was one where I was just like, I wish they had found something new to do with him that was, like, fun or interesting and not just kind of, like, that felt mostly, well, I, like, playing I think the greatest the problem. I, I think the problem, first off, I actually completely agree. I think the problem 
with Jonah is they did find something new to do. It just sucks. <laughs> so like yeah, modernization guess, yeah. of J. Jonah Jameson yeah. is this ultra right wing conspiracy theorist. Alex Jones ish, yeah. Yeah, website. But also I mean, with like the an insane too. amount of of influence and like like he's airing on screens above New York City? Like, what? Like, is that a thing? Like, is that <laughs> yeah, is right, that right. a thing? They just air, like, you know, very biased, uh, you know, personally run news stations above, like, Times Square? Like, what the <laughs> Like what the CNN? Heck? I think yeah, the idea do, was Dave. that, like, he's been, he's been doing his uh, small podcast conspiracy theory, and he really blew up in popularity by re- revealing the Spider-Man stuff. Like, that's the thing that uh, made him an actual... Uh, like yeah. believable source of information, and that's why now in Far From in No Way Home, he's now an actual like journalist and source of information. Mm, you're where just he head. Was- you're like this is the most head canningy mm. thing you've said so far because in the last one he was also projecting into Times Square no, as I he th- was revealing. But, that, but maybe that was that was a news station yeah, showing exactly. his footage. I think. You know, so like an established news station is like, hey, we have this video to play from Jay Jonah. So that I guess that checks out maybe. Um, But now it's just like he just has screens across New York (laughs) because because he broke this story. Yeah. Um, We're to the point where Peter is, you know, Tom Holland's Peter is like watching him on a rooftop. Uh, So anyway, that that's just one of those logical inconsistency type things. I think in terms of the character and all that, I think the problem is. First off, Raimi's version and performance, which is obviously very true to 60s Spider-Man, the, the newsman Jay Jonah, it's just so much more comical. Like, I love that performance so much more. It's it's much easier to laugh at. His interactions with others are hilarious. Whereas here, he's just an angry conspiracy theorist blogger. It's very mm-hmm. real in terms of who those people are and what they represent. Um, and it sucks. It's not funny. Um, I, I actually think... Spider-Man, the video game, uh, the the mm-hmm. PS4 video game, did a better job with this, where he was like a podcaster, but you had interactions with like an intern, so you could see some of the goofiness with the character. Um, you, you could laugh at him a little bit. This movie just doesn't mm-hmm. really allow for that. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem actually, with it so much as just saying I agree in terms of like I don't really enjoy parts of the movie where he's on screen. There's, it's not enjoyable, I guess. And, and that's compounded by it being like them bringing back J.K. Simmons in that referency way where it's like, oh, okay, but he's not, like, th- this isn't... It, it's not really adding anything for it to be J.K. Simmons again, right? W- whereas, like, the nod at the end of uh, Far From Home was like, oh, that's fun. J.K. Simmons is back to do this. And then that, like, kind of would have been fine with that being enough. But anyway, you know what? Like, I, we've been talking about this a while. I want to make it clear. That's... It's kind of a nitpick That's a me. small... Like, that's yeah, a small he, piece he has a it. very, it is, very small part in the movie. I mean, he... he He's, he's in like four or five scenes like th- there's a fair amount of him but like i i'm i don't hate that i just that when well, i'm I thinking think... about the movie in depth that is like one of the things that doesn't yeah. work for me well and what what you had texted me privately was simmons is a little too close to simonson uh in spelling <laughs> so you were just kind of you were kind of angry about that God, jk simmons is a miracle of an actor like yeah. the the range of roles we just lately we've been like we saw him in palm springs like but for oh, him yeah. to go to yeah he was great in palm springs <laughs> For a minute ago, to JJJ, he does the voice of Tenzin. Uh, yeah, Tenzin in Legend of Korra, but then switching to like Oz, where he's this horrifying white. Wait, he's in, in Legend prison. of Korra. Yeah, yeah, he's Tenzin. He's what? Like her mentor. Yeah, that's J.K. Simmons. Oh, incredible! <laughs> I know, right? And then yeah. like, and then Whip Whiplash, right? Like he, the the range of roles yeah. that guy does is oh, and just he, wild. have you guys seen uh, Klaus the animated movie on Netflix? Because he's Santa mm, Claus no, in no. in that. 
Is he's it? really yeah, great. Makes yeah. Sense. Okay. Anyway, sorry, sorry to distract us. Okay, so I I agree with what you're saying, Dave. About you know, I I like it sitting with Peter Parker being you know outed as Spider Man. I think all that works. It's not the most engaging thing to me, but I was on board with it. Like I'm on board with the drama and the tension of him. You know, his friends getting wrapped up in this, his friends getting rejected from college, him trying to fix that. Yeah. And him trying to fix that is what leads into, he goes to, like, talk to the uh, the admissions officer who's, like, leaving town. She's on the interstate. And then Doc Ock shows up looking for Spider-Man. And, you know, the chaos ensues. So let's, let's talk about that, because that probably is the most engaging thing about the movie. So, all right. So we have two angles here. One, we can talk about Doctor Strange in this movie and his role in everything, which... Mm-hmm. Just up front, I want to say, like, 98% of this movie does not happen yeah. if Stephen Strange just stops spellcasting for a minute and talks things through for I know, yeah, especially at the beginning, right? Just being, like, explaining it a little more clearly yeah. <laughs> before they start, yeah. <laughs> so we can talk about Doc Strange's role, uh, or, relatedly, you know, the spell that they, facial, they bring in all these multiverse... To you guys, his facial hair looked especially fake to me and like well, plasticky. Not until yes. they showed the Multiverse of Madness trailer at the end, where it was clearly a drawn on goatee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which, weird. Right? Which MJ like, did pull. She pulled yeah. like a goatee kit down in the basement. He's using that. Like, it, there's no doubt. No, he's no, using that the wasn't product here. No, no, th- th- I thought that was a uh, like touch of gray. I thought the joke was that that was the uh, that that the it's like a hairstyling thing to give yourself a little gray. <laughs> Right? No, no, it was specifically like, give yourself a good goatee, I think was the, the thing MJ found. I saw the word Was it goatee. really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. I, I was at the drive and sold. So, so I, I think I, canonically... I like, <laughs> my joke's better, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the, the joke I inserted into my mind is a funnier one. Which You know, for, what, for once I agree, I, I like that, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought was happening, and I like laughed harder at the joke I apparently imagined. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but but uh, no. Let, let's yeah, talk okay. about um, Doc Strange's role, and also just like yeah, like they they bring all these villains from the multiverse forward. Um, how does that work? Um, does it work? What parts of that did we like? You know, I just conceptually, I gotta say, like I loved it. I mean, it's so mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's a big part of why I enjoyed this. It allows for you know, kind of like we talked about at the front of this, the three Spider-Man actors who've been Spider-Man over the two thousands, Toby. Andrew and and Peter to pl- and Tom Holland to play together, um, and I think that part of it is so fan servicey. But then the three of them are so fun together; they're so yeah. electric, especially Andrew Garfield. Um, they're yeah. so funny and and engaging that I I lost all hesitancy. I lost all tentativeness towards you know kind of like being cynical about that and was just like no i love this like this is so fun and cool um i've got quibbles i i can throw out there but i love that a part of it i i think maybe the the thing that i have quibbles with is the choice of villains here okay Mm -hmm. um we've we've mentioned them. we get doc ock we get green goblin iconic performances from willem dafoe and alfred molina we get electro lizard sandman less iconic performances but memorable um, mm-hmm. we don't get a sixth <laughs> and I was really hoping, I was really waiting throughout this to be like, well, we got to do a proper sinister six and mm-hmm. it easily could have been Venom. I, I thought like, okay, Venom's going to show up at some point that did not happen. Um, which, Hey, like, uh, Topher Grace, like sit, sit this one out. I'm happy for you. Sit this one out. <laughs> um, but it could have also been somebody new. And that's the one quibble I think that probably I have the heaviest, which is they could have just brought in anyone from any Imagine multiverse and said, like, oh, by the way, here's Herman Schultz. We haven't met him yet. You know what I mean? And done something totally new. I think that would have been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, 
are you, is that just because you want to see six of them? <laughs> is that just like because you're like, why do five when you could just do six? Well, I, I actually think it's first off. That bothers me a lot. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the answer to but, that is they're keeping the <clears throat> sinist- the actual Sinister Six for like Spider-Man four, five, or six. Oh, yeah, I mean, probably. Six would make sense. But, it, but no, uh, I I actually think it's more of a thing of um of of using the multiverse to its fullest. Like the fact that it conveniently just happens to be from yeah. these universes that we've seen in movies. I get it, and that's the whole marketed hook but it's also like well why couldn't we have been imaginative and played with that i mean well, okay so my, my my reason that i would i would argue against that is w- why i liked this because i think it would like thematically undercut a little bit of what like what makes this really work for me so i'm like the first uh, hour or so of this movie i'm like pretty on board right like i'm like i'm having fun it's fun to see you know uh willem dafoe and alfred molina pop back in mm-hmm. but like I'm still kind of like, and I even remember like turning to Rose and being like, it's interesting. I have no idea where this movie's going. We still have like 90 minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what's really going to happen now. Like everything that I know from the trailers has happened already more or less. So like, I'm curious where this is going. Which good on and where them. Where it goes. Good, good, good trailer. Yeah. Game, right. Well, I mean, they're they're usually, really they're usually pretty stuff. good. Yeah. They're usually pretty good about that. Uh, yeah. to, to be fair, I always kind of feel like they're spoiling more and then. You watch the movie and you're like, "Oh, I had no idea this is." That's why, they're going. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, and the the core of what they're doing here, which I think is a really, really engaging idea, is that all of these villains get killed in their movies. They get killed usually, you know, they fall into a pit or they kill themselves accidentally, right? Like they usually through their own, uh, you know, recklessness <laughs> end up dying. The, the all joke, these films fight it. The joke from Jamie and Sandman gotta be careful where you fall that was so yeah of of all them dying and aunt may compelling our peter parker to save these people and rehabilitate yeah. them because they're all troubled i think that is a very smart a really smart and a really engaging idea to brilliant <clears throat> like yeah. reflect on these old movies have this spider-man even try to be better than the old ones even though you know like it doesn't try to it doesn't really try to damn the old Spider-Man for, like, you know, having killed all these guys. No, they're uh, on board, too, when they show up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So yeah. It's, it's not really about, like, you know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily, <clears throat> excuse me, read his comment about the past movies and, you know, like, the, the violence of those ones. But it does just read about, you know, like, before we just send them all back to their deaths, because they all got pulled in here immediately before they died, and they're going to go back to their universes and just die, and... All these people have been, like, tainted, corrupted by the power that they were given, right? Some more explicitly than others, right? Doc mm-hmm. Ock and Willem Dafoe are, like, clearly their minds have been ruined by, like, the power that they have. Whereas Electro, it's a little less clear <laughs> what's going on, but... Yeah, the two of them, um, I, I think a big part of what makes them so captivating in those movies as well is, like, there's clear psychological trauma, however you mm-hmm. want to... However you want to talk about that, right? I I don't know that they're like perfect examples of mental illness, but just clearly there is no. there is psychological damage done to these yeah. individual men, right? That that healing uh could could help, right? If you actually yeah. treated them like people. So yes, agree. And, and pitting Spider Man against like Doctor Strange to do this, because Doctor Strange is just like, no, nah, they made the decisions, send them back. They'll, they'll die, whatever. It's not totally our responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And Spider Man being like, it is my responsibility to the point where he fights Doctor Strange too. Yeah. You know, it imprisons him in a mirror dimension so that he can uh, engage with him. Like, immediately when I saw what was going on, 
I was like, this is really smart. This justifies the whole thing. Yeah, like, this justifies the, all the fan service and all the like bringing these characters in mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. really the exact moments where the that all clicked for me and became just so great for me was when he's sneaking five supervillains into his apartment. Yeah, <laughs> it was so, so <laughs> right. fun and that's like yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, and you have all the interactions between the different villains and that Duck Ock especially to me was uh, great and that that scene of um, him being healed was a uh, great especially. And because uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I was scared that he he just go back to being straight supervillain f- for the whole movie, and, and I you want a gay supervillain. <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah. but uh, that's not yeah. <laughs> that's not my point. <laughs> no, I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah. I don't I don't know that we cracked that one here. Sadly, uh, Marvel's still not not pushing the envelope on that front. Um, yeah, no, I I totally agree. I, I mean, I think that yeah that piece of the movie yeah. that framing is the trick. Like, I think mm-hmm. that is. Yeah what makes this special it's what makes it work it's having tom holland's peter parker have the chance to look at all these villains and say hey what if we stop punching them and try to help them um and especially Mm -hmm, because if you you know and then obviously you just have the 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 spider-man of it all which is if we send them back to their original universes uh green goblin's going to get stabbed to death by his own glider and doc ock's going to continue drowning with his machine in the hudson you know and uh and and on and on with the others so you're literally sensing them to death if you take mm. the quote-unquote easy option and push Doctor Strange's literal magic button um, and and send them back to the universes. And having Aunt May be the one here to convince him to help these people. And Peter literally, like, it's very ham-fisted, but Peter literally twice to say, it's not my responsibility, you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously, as Spider-Man fans, we know... Oh no, Spider-Man! You don't say that. You don't. You don't say <laughs> yeah. something not your responsibility. But I may have to convince him, um, and that's actually well, an and, important and thing they, here. And they, they keep dialing up the uh, the reasons for him to not want to save these guys, right? They keep like ratcheting yes. up because at first it's like, well, you don't want to do it because it's tough. They're bad guys, and now you're defying Doctor Strange, and that's a big moment. He has to break with Doctor Strange yeah. <clears throat> and like defy him and like physically fight him off uh, to to like it. it pursue this endeavor and then they really dial it up when they're you know they're trying to cure everybody dr octopus gets his cure and then green goblin kind of betrays everybody uh and predictable but willem dafoe crushes it yes. as evil gobby and i will say i think green goblin is the one of this crew who's really bringing something new to the performance and like yeah mm-hmm. adding to his performance, I, I uh, love Alfred Molina, but like I, Jamie, I Jamie Jamie Fox Fox. Does yeah, Jamie yes, Fox. okay, yes, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a pretty low bar, you know. Like just, <laughs> just for him to bring anything that's to this fair. means that he brought still, something. Still, he does. Um, but yeah. yes, yes, totally. Yeah, I agree. Jamie Fox is very funny in this, and like, and has some real like good moments of uh, you know, you character come through. But like, Willem Dafoe is doing new stuff with Norman Osborn here that we have not seen, right? Like him becoming like an enfeebled scared old man <laughs> right but then switching between that and the the like the horrifying smile when he's being his face is being punched in like mm-hmm. great moment very mm-hmm. very spooky very like yeah so, something new basically yeah. which is what i was hoping for for most of this and i like i don't know what they would do with doc ock but i didn't quite get that with him uh i actually like, if anything, he i wanted a little more, more evil doc i gotta say yeah. um because sure. so like doc ock undergoes a transformation where you know he's the first one who is healed before everything goes wrong with the Green Goblin's turn, um, but we re- and he shows up at the end and again very predictably is actually helpful now because he's had his 
you know, he has control over his arms finally, right? He has the inhibitor mm-hmm. chip fixed. Um, but they just, it, he basically just shows up to kind of help the Spider-Man and, and we anticipate that. But it, it just feels like there's a lot more there. And that was one of the, that was one of the moments where I was like, I'm a little bummed they're all going back. Like, I kind of, like, I get it, and I don't know that I need Alfred Molina to stay around in the MCU, but I like the idea now of the superior octopus getting to be, like, an anti-hero of sorts or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it it felt like kind of very, very lightly used, um, which mm-hmm. it's a crowded movie. It's two and a half hours, right? Like, yeah. you have to, you have to pick your spots. Um, yeah, sure. But, but I, th- I thought with octopus that was, but because he gets, yep. he gets so much screen time to show how far gone he is you know mm-hmm. yeah. and maybe not a not a heck of a lot to show the turn although he gets little moments with peter you know my dear boy yeah. and all this referencing yeah. stuff um anyway carry on yeah yeah so I, I i yeah i agree with all that um and then and then i think so i think it justifies the villains through all that uh oh no wait and then <clears throat> forgot willem dafoe has his his heel turn <laughs> specifically and then he turns the sandman and electro you know, decides to not accept their help anymore. Everything turns, and Aunt May is killed by Green Goblin. She gives the "With great power comes great responsibility" speech, which, like, I was like, "What? Wild? Really? You're just gonna do this in the, the third movie, huh?" Like, yeah. And it's so interesting because it just feels like you know they they made the really smart decision to skip Uncle Ben right in the first movie and just to kind of not engage with that. It's it is you know we've seen it, we've dealt with it. But then to decide, like, no, this is where we need to plant this flag because this is the movie where, like, this, it, it, and overall, this is the movie where it felt like, oh, yeah, Tom Holland, like, becomes Spider-Man here, right? Mm-hmm. He becomes the fully mature adult, like, full hero here through his decisions, right? He's not kind of flailing around. The first two movies feel like he's flailing around a little bit, maybe learning lessons, maybe not. Like, the first movie never feels like he actually learns anything. <laughs> it kind of feels like he makes the same mistakes and gets arbitrarily punished or rewarded. And the, and the lesson, I think, is less... It's kind of less of Spider-Man lesson. It's more of an Iron Man lesson. Yeah. You know? Which right, is like, if you're, if you're nothing outside the armor, then you're not a hero or whatever the phrasing is. And it's like, that's not a Spider-Man lesson. <laughs> like, yeah. That's an Iron Man lesson. Um, and this yes, is the, I agree. such the classic, like, Spider-Man, you know, like, you need to set aside your own personal desires because you have this power and with it comes great responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like... And, it, like, it's actually really fun. We watched Spider-Man 2. This is the, the thing that Spider-Man 2 is grappling yeah. with. Also, like, Spider-Man 2 and this work together as the two movies that are really pushing the same button. Which, which let me Spider-Man. let me toot your horn here, Zach. Um, yeah. Charlotte, if I could get some toots, please. <laughs> toot, 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 toot. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Zach, thank you for making us rewatch the Raimi Spider-Man. I, I genuinely thought that enhanced my viewing of No Way Home. Yeah. Um, I'm oh, not good. saying you have to go back and watch all of them, but for me... That enhanced my viewing because it was it's so referential, uh, but also just thematically, I was like, oh, I'm really glad I just did Spider-Man Two. Coming back to this, um, not just because you know I would have remembered Doc Ock saying, you know, the power of the sun in the palm of my hands, that sort of thing, but I would not mm-hmm. have necessarily remembered how Spider-Man No More it is, and and like yeah. kind of what that means for Toby and what that means <laughs> for Peter. Uh, I forgot. I mean, I forgot watching Raimi's Spider-Man Two that it's so Spider-Man. No more. That Spider-Man literally says, "I am Spider-Man." Yeah, Spider-Man no more. <laughs> and then the and then the newspaper rolls out, and it's all the, the fast print going, "Spider-Man, no more." Yeah, yeah. And they <laughs> and they completely co- copy the Steve Dick or the John Romita cover. Um, Which in, you in know what? I, shots. I yeah, I loved that. And I actually was thinking, like, why don't we get this more? Like, what a stupid thing that the MCU never does. Which is like, I don't why know. Why are we never. not? Why did? 
I don't know about never. I mean, when? I don't remember this. Like, I'm I trying. Can't, to th- I can't I was, point to any examples, but I don't. Well, exactly. Know about I mean, <laughs> I was just thinking, like, why are we not? Like, why don't we get more referential shots? Like, you know, it doesn't have to be all the time, but like these big moments and like, there's so much to pull from. It's an entirely visual medium. I mean, why is? I never even like have considered this. Like, but it, it's such know, a rich place like to pull reference. Tony from. versus Steve scene in the end of Civil War. That's that mm. looks yes. like okay. the shot in Civil War. I mean, yep. Peter, uh, okay, Peter pushing one. the stuff off his back and yeah, exactly. You know, is very if this be my destiny. Yep. Okay. Um, well, except that it's not framed like it, right? It doesn't visually look like it. That's like it's thematically matching that moment, but it doesn't particularly look like that scene. You don't remember uh, when which, Josh Brolin was standing there and he held up all the rocks over his head and they said, I am a god. <laughs> and they started playing Kanye's I Am a God. That wait, maybe that was just my my imagination music video. Um yes, I, I think it's it's definitely definitely powerful and connective to do all this. And then to have Peter lose Aunt May. Actually let's let's talk about it because I, I think this is a big focal point for a lot of fans. This is not something I've worried about. You know, when they introduced Peter in Civil War, I was thrilled that they yada yada Uncle Ben. Um, I was so yeah. happy they were just going to yeah. move past the origin and just go to Spider-Man because, good Lord, we've had the origin so many times, and I'm sick of it. Um, but now what they've done, I actually, it kind of feels maybe like an overcorrection almost. Because um, so they not they give the line to Aunt May. So it's kind of like we get to that point and it's like, oh, okay, so this this Peter Parker has never had an Uncle Ben die in his arms and tell him with great power must also come great responsibility. Like totally, that was the thing totally that I assumed implies... happened off camera and we just never saw it because we don't need exactly, to. Exactly, right. And, and, and this shows clearly that like, because they even have a conversation about who they've lost and the other two are like, we lost our Uncle Ben's and he lost his Aunt May. Yeah, yeah. It is just replacing Aunt May with Uncle Ben here, Which right? I like, I actually like a lot. It's very interesting to do it at the end of his trilogy. <laughs> yeah. At the end and yeah, and and it's not just a trilogy cuz he's in a bunch of other it's you know it's at the end of six movies for Spider-Man. Yeah, cuz retroactively it makes it feel like the home trilogy is his origin and now he's at the totally. point where mm-hmm. uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were during their movies, which mm-hmm. I I still I'm not sure how I feel about cuz it feels Maybe regressive because everything that was special about the MCU Spider-Man now isn't part of his character anymore, or of or of his part of the universe, and now he is the traditional. But it's part of it's part of him, though. That's like the yeah point, right? It's but not. I, it's maybe like the details of you know the the logistics of his existence are different, but like his character has come to this point because I I never walked away from one or two, or you know Far From Home or uh, Homecoming, Homecoming being like, oh yeah, like. This is a Peter Parker who's changed by his experiences. Mm. I s- very feel that here. Like, I'm very excited just to see what this character is like moving forward. I mean, mm-hmm. And that's, yes. that's something the MCU almost never does. Period. But like, with characters. The one <laughs> so, like, thing I'm afraid about is that it also felt like now he can be the character that a lot of comics fans were um, crying about that uh, MCU Spider-Man wasn't. Uh, which I, is yes. the I mean, down like, on his luck. Uh, poor, I kind of uh, feel like well, I'll cross that bridge when... We see the next movie. Yeah, that's. You know, I think like, like, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. My opinion of it will change, it. or for better, for worse, uh, depending on what the next trilogy is. But yeah, I, I wasn't completely sure about the very ending um, on that uh, point. But yeah, we, we can get to that in a minute. Yeah. Well, um, and so yeah, let's well, let's touch I, on that though, because well, I, think, I want I want to talk about it in- just just for a second. Oh, fine. Yeah, yeah. Let's I, wrap yeah. up. I mean, th- oh yeah. I, I really I really like the the decision here to kind of make Aunt May his Uncle Ben, if for no other reason. No Uncle Ben Tombstone. I want to throw out there. No yeah, Uncle also, Ben Tombstone yeah. next to Maze. Like yeah, that, it kind of just big. seems like there is maybe is no Uncle Ben or, you know, he just abandoned them or 
Whatever. You know, like it's just not <laughs> he abandoned them. Here. So not only is he not there, he's a jerk. <laughs> Who knows? Right. That's the Oh point. man. But, but the, the uh the, the thing that I like about it is that like doing the Uncle Ben origin, like we all know it, right? And they know that we know it. And it like it's hard to make it impactful when you have seen that beat and you're expecting that beat and you're going yes. into the movie being like, Well, we're gonna watch this whole thing play out the same way we, you know have before or same way i've read before if i see uncle ben's pearls break from his neck one more time, right exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. i mean it is like I mean, it is the peril of like yeah try to make bruce wayne's parents dying seem uh meaningful <laughs> in yeah. 2021 right like uh-huh. show me that scene and make me like make it resonate with me again having this be a surprise that it's aunt may did that trick right it means that that like mm. it was a surprise because the it's aunt may it's not uncle ben it's the middle of the third movie and, like, it's just, like, the details are wrong, and they shifted it, and it comes out of nowhere, and I think it, like, adds this resonance to it, because mm-hmm. you were genuinely shocked by it. It is, like, and, and, you know, I think they play a little trick by, like, oh, no, like, Aunt May got hit by this glider in this explosion. Oh, phew, she's okay. Oh, no, she's not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I think, like, I think they played that really well, right? That, like, she got up, thought, kind of thought she was okay, she was just in shock, gives this message to Peter, and then, and then dies. Um... Yeah, all that really works for me because of the way that they did, you know, they, they got yeah. to sneak that in in a way that made it like new and fresh and re-engaged with the like the core conceit of this character. And that really, you know, and, and you know, retwisted the like, it's not, you know, a robber that Peter Parker didn't stop. So he's guilty. It's like even more than that. Right. Like this is way more direct <laughs> than that. These are super villains that Peter let loose in this world and then deliberately chose to not you know, send back. And right? it's, like, and it's he, very he important. He brought them into the house. Right? Yes, and it's very important that Aunt May has the moment of of seeming like, oh, she's going to make it, where she gets to say to Peter, that's the right thing still. Like, even with all yeah. of this clearly having literally blown up in our faces, that's still the right thing to do. That mm-hmm. is yeah. so yeah. important and such a part of why I love Spider-Man. I mean, it's literally that mm-hmm. line of, we do the right thing always, no matter what, no matter how it hurts us, basically. Um, and, and Aunt May doubles down on that you know with her with her dying breath essentially that lesson integrating that with with great power must also come great responsibility which apparently peter has not heard before um how does that not (laughs) shape this tom holland spider-man going forward you know Mm -hmm. into and i I, the piece that i i don't want to engage with too much because i i literally have spent zero time thinking about how fans react to mcu spider-man apparently there's a lot of complaints and concerns i mean you know to my to my mind it was always just like okay mcu spider-man is ultimate spider-man um post post connection with nick fury in the ultimates right like they're just they're just mm. ultimatizing him they're avengering him um it's that version where he's always kind of got like it like we, the first time we see him in civil war is you know tony stark's recruiting him to be one of his soldiers right like that's he, that's just this version of spider-man i don't like that version as much personally um as 616 60s comics but i also get that that's where we are and that's like this is an M- the MCU is an Avengers universe, right? It's an Avengers world, mm-hmm. yeah. so I get it. Um, I I do wonder, you know, to Charlotte's earlier point, if the end of this movie, having him had the lesson now, and then returning him to actually being on his own, poor college student Spider Man, is is that part a little too like okay, fine, we'll give you what you want. Um, I I like it, I guess is the thing, but I, yeah. I wonder how reactive it is to fan complaints and pressures yeah. i suppose i, I never th- i don't i don't think about that at all i mean these movies made all the money in the world i don't think they're worried about that gosh but <laughs> I mean, what if, if somebody anything, tweets a bad thing about them <laughs> yeah i mean they're pretty good at like not I, I, caving into that kind of stuff i think because like yeah i i mean 
the the thing that like more so I would just be like yeah well they had to do this because they need to set up the next three movies and they need a new dynamic besides I mean it's exciting to me because like yes it might be like you know going back to a Spider-Man we're more familiar with but like yeah it kind of has to we've had three movies of him in high school I don't want three more movies of him in high school all right, Charlotte. Char- what do you what do you think? Because you've actually engaged with some of the fandom around. I feel like you probably have more knowledge of this than we do. She's um, on the flame war battlefield, <laughs> the front lines of Twitter every day. Well, I just think when you're a Zoomer, you know what the Zoomers are thinking. I mean, and, it, and, it really you know. felt like the movie was taking. I mean, changing or ending all the stuff people didn't like about that new version of Spider-Man. So now he no yeah. longer has a cool but, young. But do you dislike it, or uh, you just? I don't know. So yeah, it felt like the movie was changing all the stuff people don't like about MCU Spider-Man. Uh, I mean, the stuff people want to be closer to the comics, like the stuff with uh, Aunt May being young and cool and uh, being cool with him being Spider-Man. Um, MJ and Ned and his surrounding cast being different and him being part of the Avengers world. And so, and yes, I'm also excited to have a new dynamic between him and the world. But I also don't want them to act as if the trilogy didn't happen, whether it be mm-hmm. with how he reacts to stuff and how he's changed, but also, like, the characters surrounding him. Like, I don't want MJ and Ned to never hap- ha- appear again in, in the MCU, stuff like that. Um, yeah, and, that's interesting. And one other thing that I'm wondering about is if this was the origin and there isn't really an Ankerman, then what the hell are they doing with their Disney Plus uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year series? Because ass- <laughs> I was assuming that's what it would be about. So now I'm pretty confused about it. I guess maybe the animated series... So, you know, at the end of this, there's the spell where yeah. no one remembers Peter Parker at all. Everyone in the MCU forgets who Peter Parker is. Not just that he's Spider-Man, but just that that is a person who exists in the world. Um, I, had to, I did not think about the animated series for one moment. I guess that allows them to revisit the time in freshman year in high school when he knew MJ and Ned to to continue reliving those experiences as as an animated yeah. story. And then the, the film essentially becomes... I mean, it, it really... You know, college, college is a time of transformation for us all. And uh, and this allows Peter Parker to literally become someone new, right? To meet an entirely new supporting cast. I mean, I interpreted the end of No Way Home where Peter goes to the, the coffee shop and he sees MJ and Ned and he sees that they're happy and he doesn't tell them. He doesn't make them yeah. remember or try, you know, even if that may not it's, have worked. It's the end of Spider-Man 1, right? It's the same, it's the same beat of Kirsten Dunst well, being like... He was, I think it's a lot better honestly yeah like i mean yes yeah. it, it's more engaged i think it's more fleshed out and it's a, a bigger deal i was gonna say <laughs> it's that, the I end think. of the first fantastic beasts movie i don't know if you've seen that <laughs> that's, that's exactly have, the same oh man I have not. What, what's hotter than harry potter this week <laughs> oh yeah uh, i know too. thank you <laughs> i'm bringing that up gosh let's do a fantastic beast special that'll hit right now uh, um I, I have not seen any of those uh but sure i i think there's probably a fair amount of media where, where that's kind of a a thing it's not an unused idea right <laughs> that people would forget mm-hmm. i mean it even just within the comics realm um the yeah. the very famous astro city one half issue where there's like a, a secret wars style event and there's a, a man who remembers his wife but they got separated in a continuity reset you know kind of thing and and he can't mm-hmm. you know he can't place her and then like brian michael bendis did that with jessica jones the same thing later you know so like yes it's it's a thing that has been done before um it's very effective here, and I and I think yeah. to Charlotte's point, there's two there's kind of two angles you can go because on one hand it's like okay they're resetting Peter Parker to be the Spider-Man of your dreams to be the down on his luck disconnected from 
the Avengers, no Stark ties anymore, all that, right? To really be Spider-Man for the for Spider-Man Four, right? Should we should we see it? Um, but there's also a version of this where, well, Spider-Man's still an Avenger, um, regardless of if they know Peter Parker. There's also a version of this where he could be nonstop Spider-Man, and he could just be an Avenger all the time. Um, and if the Avengers exist, because that's still a thing where it's like, well, what yeah, the heck are the right. Avengers right now? I don't even know. Um, but there's, there's a version of that where they could more fully lean into <laughs> the ultimate version of Spider-Man. I don't think that's what they intend to do. I, I mean, definitely mm-hmm. there were... The way he walks into that apartment, it's like, yeah, this apartment looks like uh, like Toby's in Spider-Man 2, right? Like, this yeah. looks like the, yeah. you know... You know, with, aside from the Eastern European landlord demanding rent, it's like, this looks well, like it's, replication. It's, I mean, it's stripping... Yeah, it's stripping the Stark and the money and the, you know, any sign... Like, like we have not seen the impoverished Peter Parker so far, right? We have not seen the poor struggling for money down on his luck Peter Parker because he's, you know, he's had a little bit of the uh, the Stark golden parachute. A little bit. Throughout <laughs> he inherited his his drones in the right, second movie, right? Exactly, right. So, like, th- this is bringing it back to kind of a more Peter Parker who, like, yeah, is probably going to struggle for money. He- here's the thing. Like, and I don't want to, like, sound dismissive of what you're saying, because I think, like, you're both of you are correct in, like, you know, some of your predictions. But, like, honestly, it doesn't matter. Like, to me, it doesn't matter, because I don't, like, like, thinking, like, what does this movie set up is a little less interesting to me than, like, how successful it is in its moment. Because it's like, yeah, I'll deal with that movie when it comes, right? Yeah. Like, I-, I don't want to be thinking about, like, well, is this regressive because, like, the next three movies are just going to be back but, you know, it's like, I don't know, maybe. I think maybe I think not. for me, it's right. less like, it's less about the future. I mean, first off, I like engaging with that. So, yes. But I, I do wonder, is it just reactionary is kind of what I'm saying. Is the ending actually kind of reactionary to perceived slights of this spider I, I mean, I also don't really care if it works, right? Like, it just works for me. It just so works. Like, even yeah. if it is, it just works. So it's like, I'm, I'm not going to, like... Yeah, maybe, maybe. Sometimes, they did sometimes that, you can react like, to criticism, and that can be a good thing, <laughs> right? Too. Yeah, like, sure. I mean, fine. it's also not a toxic idea to be like, ah, oh, I wish Peter Parker was, you know, uh, a college student in the city. That's not like that's not like the thing of being like, I wish uh, MJ was a white girl with red hair, <laughs> right? Like, if they're reacting to something like that, yeah, then yeah, yeah right. I'm a little bit more annoyed because that's you know nasty. But like this, even if they are reacting to that, you know, I don't know. Can I can I throw in one? So here's here's one quibble. You kind of brought up with the just the racial toxicity around mm-hmm. MJ. Yeah. So Jamie Foxx has a, a good joke. He's talking to Andrew Garfield kind of after they're battling on the, the cap shoe of liberty, as I'm mm-hmm. calling it. Yeah. Um, they gave the Statue of Liberty to Captain America shield, which is corny as hell. <laughs> i got to say. Did, did yeah. you just come up with that pun? Is that your joke? That's my joke. Cap shoe of liberty. Oh, yep. that's a good good one. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, Thanks. I, I'm yeah. sure no one has tweeted that before. <laughs> so TM, <Tom laughs> Herald. Um, so Jamie Foxx says, you know, hey, you know, like, you protect people in the inner city, like you know, you, you you're from Queens. You're yeah. from Queens. Like I thought you'd be black, and it's a funny joke. And you know, Andrew Garfield's like, oh, I can see that, and like it's a, it's a good joke. But it also, and and so in my theater, I heard people at that point go like, oh, Miles, they're teasing Miles. And something that I was suddenly struck by was one, it really stands out the lack of diversity in the multiversal Spider-Man when you have three very similar-looking white guys running around. You know, so that was the thing where I was like, man, there's really an opportunity here to expand our palette of what Spider-Man can be in the MCU. Mm-hmm. But the second thing that I thought was, wait, they're teasing Miles. Hey, remember when Donald Glover was Miles Morales's uncle in Spider-Man Homecoming and nothing came of it? Like mm-hmm. it's they already teased Miles 3 movies ago and they've done nothing with it. That's a quibble I mean, for me. With they won't movie. do anything about it. They won't do anything with it until like Spider-Man 7 or something. Yeah, okay. Well, here, here's my my thought That's on a it. Bummer. One one you missed out on the best 
part of that joke, which is is not Jamie Foxx saying, I thought you were going to be black, but it's Andrew Garfield apologizing for not yeah. being black. <laughs> he goes, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, oh, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Garfield's, like, twitchy neurosis here is uh, is really he's, funny. He's amazing. <laughs> he's lucky. And him yeah. apologizing for, for uh, not being a black guy is so good. Um, But then, also, as soon as Jamie Foxx said that, because I, I still kind of, was, you know, when you're all watching these, you're always like, oh, what's the, you know, what's the post-credit tease going to be? Right, what what are they going to wink yeah, at yeah. later that's going to show up? And as soon as Jamie Foxx said, like, oh, there's got to be a Black Spider-Man somewhere, I was like, okay, well, it's not going to be Miles in this movie, right? Like, they wouldn't do that and then 20 minutes later, you know, wink again at him. So I, I think that's a little wink, but it's clear. That was a clear signal to me that, like, Miles is not going to be around anytime soon. I think I, 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 want, more than, not... I want more than little winks. Um, and I, I guess mean, my, my, there's a, it, it, well, me, just, just real quick, like, because yeah, okay. Into the Spider-Verse is so good, and yeah. is a Miles franchise. Yeah. I actually wonder if that's pushing the MCU further from doing it, which kind of sucks. Um, I mean, probably. I'm probably fine in- with it. It's like, I'm fine with having Spider-Verse being his, its own amazing thing outside of the MCU and Miles yeah. in that. Yeah let, yeah. let that, like, let that, you know, conclude however it's going to conclude. Yeah. You know, and then, like, it, it, it kind of feels like the X-Men to me where people are like, they own X-Men. Like, why aren't the X-Men... Why aren't they waking at X-Men yet? Why didn't they show up in Loki? Like, why isn't it, you know, sure, Scarlet Witch? Sure. It's not, look, and it's like, well, the MCU wants this to last for another, you know, 30 years, right? So, like, why rush? Why, why rush to use their, like, heavy hitters? The, big, why, the like, more big the cards X-Men? they can keep in their back pocket, the longer they can. Right, exactly. It. So, yeah. like, they've already signed Tom Holland for three more movies. Why get Miles in there immediately, right? Like, I, I, it's inevitable that they will bring Miles Morales yeah. in at some point. Well, actually, it's not because Sony might say no. <laughs> you can't have Miles, uh, but you know, like I, I think it's pretty inevitable that they'll do it at some point. But so, you know, I, I think mostly it's just like, oh yeah, they're just going to hold off on doing that yeah. because why? They have more Tom Holland Spider-Man to tell, apparently. So which, which I'm here for, for. You know, I yeah, I enjoy it. Sure. It's more just you know we have it, the thing that Into the Spider Verse does so well, and why mm-hmm. ultimately it is still my favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, yeah. That is still my number one. Uh, it's it's so stinking good is yeah. it plays yeah, yeah. with Agreed. what and who can be spider-man and it plays with mm-hmm. multiverses being different in ways that this movie does not um mm-hmm. and there are reasons it does not because it's reflecting spider-man movie history of the 2000s mm-hmm. but into the spider-verse you get to have spider-ham you get to have uh you know not not in the film but like punk spider-man you don't get the weird wild fun spider-man stuff in no way home like this multiverse doesn't include that and to me that's less engaging Uh, it's less exciting than into the spider-verse where it's just like this total wild potential of the famous line in it you know of anyone can be a spider-man right um so that's i mean i'm kind of glad they didn't do it just because we just got that right like it it, it, it's wild to even think about this in terms of like we were driving home from the the, the drive-in and i was like it's so weird that we've gotten two spider-man multiverse movies in like three years right like what a weird world that we're living in where like not just spider-man movies but like specifically multiverse spider-man movies where there's multiple spider-man all crossing over yeah um you know but i like i kind of think they both justify their existence with doing different things and i think if this spider-man movie was about different versions of spider-man coming in like all these various new versions then it would feel a little bit like they were just you know like chomping on uh spider-verse in a way that and this it's doesn't. imperative for them not I mean, to do that i mean i totally agree yeah, exactly, like it is exactly right. it is in their best yeah. interest not to feel like into the spider-verse um mm-hmm. so i don't yeah. blame them for that uh but it's also 
I like I like Into the Spider-Verse better. Uh, do, so where, oh, yes. do, where do you all I mean, kind of rank this on the Spidey? Well, I guess we could talk about that at the end, actually. Um, what what else do we think about this in terms of kind of where it fits in the MCU and kind of how it, how it stands? So, like, for me, what I'll say is this is definitely my favorite Marvel movie of 2021. Um, I like it more than Black Widow. I like it more than Shang-Chi. I like mm-hmm. it more than Eternals, definitely. Um, it's the it's clearly the most important, you know, capital I MCU movie mm-hmm. since sure. Endgame. Yeah. You know, um, right? Like it's doing big multiverses coming stuff. It's setting up the multiverse of madness to the point that that's the the post credit sting. The second one is is just the trailer for multiverse of madness. Right? It's connecting to Loki and Wandavision without saying it. You know, and obviously, um, it's doing big multiverse stuff. Do we? Do you like sort of the larger MCU implications? Uh, and, and you know, to this movie's credit, it's also like it's very much a Spider-Man movie, right? It is doing all that, but it is primarily first and foremost a Peter Parker movie, yeah. which like good on them, way to go. Um, I've got it. I've got it ranked inside my top ten of the MCU. I mean, I thought it was yeah, really, totally. really spectacular. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was yeah. really yeah. well done. Uh, do we like what it's setting up and kind of where it fits in the MCU? I mean, I it's hard to know what it's setting up exactly because it feels like it's part of the multi- multiversal wave with Loki, with uh, Multiverse of Madness, but it, it doesn't actively set up things for that, except for maybe, like, where Doctor Strange is at. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah. otherwise, it sets up the future of Spider-Man. And I think the other big thing is Daredevil is in the MCU now, which we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> we haven't even talked about which, you yeah. know. I, I'm of two minds because I saw it and I was I don't like that show very much. Um, I love it. I, I we, know, I, we know we know that. I know. It's, I think it's, pretty, <laughs> it's it's got some. It's not a disaster, but I think it's pretty mid uh, overall. I but, I did see them running that uh, that quote from you on yeah. on some of the Netflix promos. <laughs> quote pretty not mid. a disaster. Zach, my marvelous year. Uh, but I'll say uh, both Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin and Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Good casting. Good yeah. characters, like good good actors playing those characters, Big and like easily the yeah. best, easily the best part to like pull from that show. So like, yeah. I'm not upset at all to see, and I was excited to see him because I do like we, him. As do Daredevil. you think? Do you think that? So okay, so spoilers for Hawkeye, I guess. Um, actually, I won't even mention that. Let's just not even touch that. Yeah, you uh, can get into that later. Do we think Matt Murdock being here in No Way Home? Um, is there is there a story to this, or is it no, just it has nothing we like to his this casting? movie. It adds nothing to this film except oh, no. for them to wink yeah. the. Uh, that you know, Mac Murdock is here. It's a fun little scene, and it's like twenty seconds, whatever. So I was fine with it because. So you don't think there's any is. sort of like multiversal slippage? He snuck in. Now he's here. That sort of thing. It's no, just because like, no, I mean, we just recast it because he's awesome. Spell. Yeah, it's before the spell. Yeah. It's before the spell oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, right. And Daredevil, like, I mean, it's that stupid thing where like people are like, yeah, Agents of Shield is in the MCU because it references the Battle of New York, and it's like, well, not really. You know, it's only canon once. The MCU now yeah. says it's canon, yeah, and now the right. MCU has said it's canon, right? So it's like Daredevil is getting folded in. Agents of Shield is not. I'm sorry, nerds, but it's just not going to happen. <laughs> there's no, there's no world. Zach, Zach, if you're picking fights with Agents of Shield fans, I'm in your corner, baby. Let's do this. Know, I've been prepping yeah, for this. I mean, for years. L- listen, listen. I would watch Daredevil like over and over <laughs> compared to Agents of Shield, right? Like, yeah. That, Apples and oranges. How like Daredevil is you know a master. Daredevil compared, quotes so. not a disaster. No. Agents of Shield quotes is disaster. I could I couldn't make it past like the second episode of Agents of Shield. Yeah it's yeah it's so it's not okay. Good. Anyway, um, hang on hang on hang on. Daredevil in the MCU, cool as hell. Yeah. I love Charlie Cox. He's great. Weird weird flex that he outed himself as Daredevil. 
I know. <laughs> Very funny, yeah. Uh, yeah, good. I, I, you know what? My, my hope for this, and this is, you know, just a <clears throat> fan speculation. I want him to be in movies. I don't want him, them to put him in a show. I want some I mean, Daredevil he'll movies. He'll probably be in uh, one She-Hulk episode. Like Kevin Feige, mm. yeah, uh, sure, yeah. His, the lawyers, be, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I don't Good know point. if if he'll have his own movie or TV show, or if he'll just pop up here and then, here, here and there, because I, I don't think there's been any rumors of like Daredevil movie. I don't know when no, that would be. There, there have well, I mean, no, no one knew that he was officially canon into the MCU until this movie came out, yeah. right? So like. There were ru- there were rumors, but not, yeah. So of course they didn't confirm a movie or anything. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I, I hope it's a movie and not a TV show. I want some Daredevil yeah. movies, you know. And I think Charlie Cox is good enough to to prop those up. Also, like, what kind of Daredevil movies? W- like, what stories are there for Daredevil? I mean, to cover because like par- partially the show <laughs> we like, haven't what, done Stiltsman yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Have we seen the, Daredevil the number eight translated to beat fair... for beat on screen? I think not. <laughs> I mean, the show burns like a fair amount of the uh, the content, which is I was a little bit say, of a bummer. To I was going like, to say Bloody Mary, but they they did that in um, in uh, uh, Typhoid Mary, sorry, but they did that on uh, Iron Fist. <laughs> Typhoid yes, Mary yeah, was in Iron Fist. What? Yeah, in season two of Iron <laughs> Fist, there was ty- Typhoid Wild. Mary. There was a season two Just of how Iron quickly Fist. Quickly, I yeah. sped through that. <laughs> Unholy moly. That's, That's wild. Nuts. There's plenty. Okay, anyway, There's th- plenty of Daredevil story to pull from, and yeah, and you will just, also do yeah. the thing it always does, which is remix the the hits. Yeah, they'll oh, do Shadowland okay. or something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, All right, so, so, uh, so Daredevil's here. That's exciting. Um, yeah. that's good. I think you know, in terms of this being important and all that, I guess it's kind of less the focus than you know, just it being a very good Spider-Man movie. I've got it. I've actually got it as my second favorite Spider-Man movie yeah, of all time, which I think is... Con- oh, okay, good, good. We're on the same after page After Spider-Verse. Uh, Zach, after Spider-Verse, same. Yeah, Spider-Verse is clearly number one. This is... I, I don't know... Spider-Man 1, the Raimi Spider-Man 1, is my number two, for sure. Oh. I oh, still like that more. I, I, Over I think, two. And you know what? Like, rewatching Spider-Man 2, I, I you know, it, it's small shades, but I still like the first one better. I think the first yeah. one's just so tight. Hmm. That first movie is paced so tight and covers so much so efficiently and the second one's a little messier there's a little bit of fat in the middle of it and like but it kind of makes up for that by having some like incredible scenes like well and we'll talk about that in a minute but uh yeah i'll say raimi spider-man one and then this close behind and then maybe two i don't know it's they're all the the raimi and this are mixed together but it's like hard to compare right because as close thematically as they are they're still like so distinct in what they're doing because like those are really complete movies, like, in and of themselves, right? Whereas this is, like, clearly doing the MCU, you know, it's like a chapter in the MCU. And, and you were asking, Dave, like, how much, you know, do we like this for the wider MCU implications? I don't, like, it doesn't add, it doesn't change much for the wider MCU except for Spider-Man's character. But what I love about this, and what has me, like, so jazzed <laughs> about the MCU these days, is that, like, you can just get a Spider-Man movie that it's like, yeah, Doctor Strange is a huge player in this. Yes. Right? Like, it's a spider... Like, and that's unthinkable. Go back to watch the Raimi movies and think, like, yeah, this is a, a Spider-Man movie and it's going to be, you know, 20% magic? 110%. Right? Like, 110%. Well, it's that joke and, of, and, and hey, what, I, I know the Avengers. And Toby's like, that's great. W- what is that? You know, because it was I inconceivable. Mean, but, you know, like, those yeah. those are little winks, right, that are, like, fine and funny, but to, like, you know, and they've always no, done that. No, but I think, it, I think it highlights your point, though, which is, like, yeah, but, we're, we're but it, fully like, in the Marvel full, Universe now. Spidey can connect and it, with and anything. It's not, and it's not just a cameo. It's not, like, Falcon showing up in Ant-Man and just being, like, the guard, right? It's, like, Doctor Strange is a key player in this. 
and the Hulk is a key, key player in Thor Ragnarok, and right, like, being able to mix and match these characters and have them show up in each other's movies and, like, their worlds, but, and not just in the big event movies, not just in the big Avengers movies, but just in a normal Spider-Man movie, that's so much fun. Like, I'm so, I'm so on board for that. And, you know what? Like, not to, like, praise Disney from a, uh, a studio side, but it's a pretty bold thing to do. Right, like, gosh, they're it's bold. pretty bold. <laughs> it, 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 I, I think, like, think, think about it just in terms of, like, you know, if you're a studio producer, just being like, yeah, we're gonna make a Spider-Man movie, but it's largely about a multiverse set by like Doctor Strange, and the trailers are just gonna all show like Spider-Man and Doctor Strange like having it out because it's like it goes against people's general conception of like I'm gonna go see a Spider-Man movie, and then you go watch it, and it's like largely about a magic spell being cast. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Like, it, you know, like it. I feel like you could get skittish about that as a producer being like, yeah, I just don't think people are going to be on board because it's not like, it's not what people think about when they think of a Spider-Man movie. But, you know, just the fact that they have earned so much cultural cachet that they can do something like that. Oh, totally. Is, uh, yeah, that's a good point. It's fun. That's a, that's a yeah. good point. All right, Charlotte, I want to toss to you for, I have two more topics I want to cover here on No Way Home. Yeah. Number one, Dr. Stephen Strange. <laughs> do we do we like what's happening with Doctor Stephen Strange? Um, he's he's no longer the Sorcerer Supreme, apparently. Yeah, apparently that title is very been funny. Along. Little like reveal. Yeah, yeah. So so, so, so tell me what what do you think? What do you think is is Doctor Stephen Strange in a good place? And are you excited about the Multiverse of Madness? Let's phrase it that way. I mean, first of all, I like that Wong now Sorcerer Supreme. The best thing he has to do is go fighting the Abomination in uh, in Shang Chi. Like for fun, yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah. his main. Uh, <laughs> His main objective as a new Sorcerer Supreme. I, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty confused. And the post credit scene about the Multiverse of Madness didn't help. No, I, I don't know what's going on with Doctor Strange. And I'm I am more um, like afraid about Multiverse of Madness than I was before seeing the movie. Weirdly, same. Not what <laughs> you'd hope for. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, I, yeah, and Jack the fact the that it's also a, a Wanda movie, an America Chavez movie. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm. Oh yeah, that's the. I forgot about that. That's a weird thing. America Chavez. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. We see some of her Very kind strange. of portals and that sort of thing. Zach the Snack, how do you feel about the Multiverse of Madness? <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Uh, well, okay. The, the end credit scene here. The the second end credit. Well, wait, isn't there? What's the first post credit? The first scene? one's Venom. We'll talk about that next. Oh right. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. The second post credit scene is just a trailer. It's not a post-credit scene. Hate it. Hate that. Yeah. You know, and like and uh, just, just that it's trailer. a trailer or specifically the content. Just that it's a trailer. Okay. You know, yeah. like I like I like the winks being yeah little. You know, it's 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 like a fun little Easter egg. It's a fun little treat to get <laughs> to get at the end of these things. We all expect it. And like I know people can complain like yeah every movie's just a trailer for the next. But like shut up. I, I like it. Shut um, up, fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, not fans. Shut up, people who are you know just poo pooing this stuff. Yeah. Uh. But actually, just being a trailer is like, oh well, that kind of sucks. I would just go watch that on YouTube. Like, <laughs> I don't need. I think the, the last I would time they did that be... was Captain America: The First yeah. Avenger. They had a trailer for the Avengers, um, yeah. mm-hmm. and that was exciting yeah. as hell because it was all yeah, like, sure. oh, this is coming. Uh, I I had a similar reaction to you now, which was like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I would have um, rather seen just, even if it was the same winking, right? Like Doctor Strange walking up to Wanda and being like, yeah, I need right. your help or whatever, whatever it is. I would just would have preferred, you know, yeah, a brief conversation just, just between scene. him and Wong, yeah. something and like that. Do you think that's the actual trailer that will be released for the Strange Two? Because it was a nah, weird trailer. It's a strange trailer. No. I, yeah, I, it looked like it was cut intended, together quickly. Yeah. yeah, totally agree. I mean, I'm I'm actually more nervous and less excited about the movie yeah. now <laughs> after that trailer. Ironically, the biggest really thing for I don't me, I don't get that. What, what well, the, so the biggest what, thing for me was okay. Out. So it ends with the stinger, which is so 
obvious as it's building to it, which is like the biggest threat. Bum, 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 beep, 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 is you. And then there's evil Dr. Strange Daddy. Mm. And it's like, yeah, I know. Like, that was so obvious. And also, they just did that in What If? And is not that, that I expect What If? What If? It, well, it like it felt the same. It felt like related, uh, seems, but it's also yeah, like what if did that reasonably well? And uh, it's it's pretty easy to just ignore that what if exists though. So yes, it is, but it's also like well, I just saw that story. It was done reasonably well. I absolutely don't want a whole movie about it. Absolutely not that interested in multiverse yeah. of madness being like strange versus evil. Strange. That's just not that compelling. Um, you know what I like. Is, is other characters in the Doctor Strange universe. I like Baron Mordo. I like Well, Leo I mean, I, I was glad to see... he'll have yeah, a bigger in presence the in, in the movie. Oh, I sure hope I mean, so. I mean, you know, we, we don't know. I don't it's know. It's just it, a trailer. It, it's just a trailer. Yeah. We saw some, like, yeah. Shuma Garath teases. There's going to be some weird and wild stuff. Hopefully, America Chavez has done really well. But that trailer, actually, I was like, I'm not... I'm, I, mean, I was Loki more excited about this before I watched this. Yeah. Loki and Sylvie and Mobius are all going to be in it. You know, like, it's going to be big and it's going to be, you know, who knows? Like, <clears throat> they never really tell you exactly what the movie's about <laughs> before you see it. I know. So, I know. I'm know, just... Also, Laura Dern is cast in this as an unknown oh, role. Okay. Like, yeah, that's pretty Oh, for sure, Umar. That's a lock. Ooh. Thormama's yeah, sister. Really? Okay. Gotta well, be. Well, you have... Yeah? We have I don't know. It's the, first I'm hearing the... of it, so that's my immediate reaction. Yeah. For sure, yeah, okay. Umar. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Doctor okay. Strange. So, he, like, I mean, he, he's a jerk, right? Here, which like seems fine. Seems in board with Doctor Strange. Yeah, so, like, that works. Him causing all this his, himself. His arrogance is, like, is is his downfall always. So yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I'm 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 on board with it. I'm even on board with an evil Doctor Strange. So uh, I do hope they in post fix his facial hair and like his, I don't know what. I hope going they make it worse. I've, I hope it's like it's not even like in the right spots. You know, there's like like marker going up his cheek and stuff. Um, just go wild with it and have him do some real... Like, if you're going to be evil, Doctor Strange, how do you not have lightning bolt sideburns? How do you not have lightning bolt sideburns is what I want to know. <laughs> um, it, I, I hope that I hope the tease there in the trailer is the classic MCU thing of, yeah, that's going to be like, you know, 10, 10 minutes of the first half hour, and that's not really yeah, the focus. There's mm-hmm. no, there was sure. no multiverse stuff in it, except for the evil Doctor Strange. There was no multiverse stuff in it, mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, Aside from all the like plenty crazy of him. visuals, I guess, right? Yeah, right. I, I thought he was like hopping, but I don't know what you're talking but, about. And I don't think it looks There's... different from the first movie. Like, if I didn't know Sam Remy was directing this, I could never have well, guessed. Well, okay. All right, I would here, not have guessed that actually, for a second. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So, thank you for bringing that up. My big criticism of No Way Home, and this is a perennial criticism, is that it looks exactly like every other MCU product being put out, and... It is very. Frustrating is that even a criticism it, at this at this point? Like that's just. I, that's yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's just, so weird just to me. Like, yes, this, that is that is a given. This, yeah, I mean, just because it's a given and they do the same bad thing every time doesn't mean I'm not like bothered. Because especially we go watch, you know, Raimi's Spider-Man Two, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, hey, look at this lighting, <laughs> framing of characters in interesting ways, right? Like your blocking of conversations is interesting. You're using colors. You're you're using textures of buildings, right? You know, was like, your driving in New black York and white? Was, <laughs> uh, you went to the black no. and white drive-in again? No, we went to the good drive-in too. So it looks. When I saw Eternals, it was like I can't weigh on on how this looks because we there, saw it at a really yeah. Bad there's drive-in. some muted colors for sure. Um, yeah, that's but, interesting. Uh, there, there was like one shot in this where I was like, oh, cool, interesting. Like the uh, the silhouette of him swinging between the electricity pylons from a distance, like mm. with the sunset behind him. Cool shot. Otherwise, it's like a lot of really good, you know, a lot of good character work, a lot of really good. Um, conceptual action like tons of fun 
concepts with the Spidey action, but just like like uh, Doctor Strange's portals, him zapping through the portals, him shooting a web <clears throat> through a portal, and then it coming out another portal and grabbing himself, right? Like or infinite portals, like all that stuff is really fun, yeah, in concept. But then like none of the action had any of the the steam of like the car coming through the window in the Raimi Spider-Man, right? Sure, and that's just a right. car coming through the window, but that is so deliberately shot the weight of that sequence like what an incredible sequence put together so carefully and it's so much smaller than what's happening here and it's just like i you know it just it, it gets to me like the sameness of everything it's like you're a movie just you know pay attention to your lighting pay attention to like color grading like do do something <laughs> to make this look interesting to me and not just kind of like everything else i mean yeah i mean i think you know the it's difference a, it's a lost cause on their criticism because they don't want to make it look <clears throat> They don't want to make these look visually distinct from each other. They want them to all know, feel yeah. of a piece because it's it's the shared integration is down to yeah, like you said, the color grading. Um, I I get that as in terms of wanting that for movies. I I do think I kind of I don't know. It is it's, it is sort of like that house style thing in comics where it's like yeah, David Aha Hawkeye is a hell of a lot more fun to read um, because it's got a visual energy and distinctness to it. Uh, so will these movies benefit from that? Assuredly. I mean, I think assuredly, but it's also. Yeah, it's I don't think there's happen. any, and, and I don't even think you have to do it in a way that means that like they don't mesh anymore. I'm literally just talking about like pay attention to lighting, like light your scenes so that people look interesting, so that like th- this is a interesting way to frame your your people in conversation instead of just like people standing in front of a. Camera. Is there any MC mm-hmm. movie you think does that well, or just? Uh, Guardians Two does like incredible color work. Okay. Um, yeah, like a Guardians Two looks really. Yeah, there's there's some like really really good color work going on with that, and they're like using sets and costumes. And I mean, Black Panther uses colors really nicely. Um, Captain America: The, the First Avenger is probably the only Ooh, like yeah. it's the closest to like a real looking movie That's where like true. they they take like really good care with just like lighting and shooting faces and conversation. I mean, the MCU uh, and, like, is is all about story. It is all about, it's about character. It's character, story, first, and character, right? like, and and every yeah, other sure. piece of movie making is a means to that end. Yes, um, totally. And it, it, that's the thing I'm most interested in, frankly. So it, it works for me. But I hear you. I it hear just you. also would be like it would be nice. You, you can have that, and it look good, right? <laughs> you know, like it's not they're not mutually exclusive as a million other films have shown. I mean, the Batman is coming out soon, and I'm so psyched for it. And one, it just looks cool. But two, I'm just like, look at this, a distinct visual style, <laughs> right? Like. Look how this is lit. Look how this is shot right. Like Yeah, I guess, but like Zack Snyder has a distinct visual style, you know? Yeah, and, and people and like I, it, I, I right? I appreciate like, that, I, and, and obviously it's got yeah. tremendous fandom around it, um, but at the end of the day, those stories didn't work for me well, in the yeah, same but that's, ways, that's so cause he doesn't, that was the piece that, not a that good broke it for me. storyteller. No, no, totally. But, but, I'm, like, but I'm saying that I have a much higher weighting <laughs> on that measure of movie making than I do on hmm. what you're describing. The actual but like the Zack Snyder movie over the Joss Whedon uh justice league like the Zack snyder one is pretty watchable because at least you're like well i'm watching something that's kind of visually engaging yeah because i was at home and i joss- had five hours <laughs> versus joss weed like i watched it and you know i had an okay time with it joss whedon's i had no interest in because it looks terrible joss like, whedon's is a the, masterpiece the, the story I, I is terrible <laughs> yeah okay um i uh i i we should we should move on because we uh, we've been talking final about final piece on No Way Home. Um, yeah, okay. Venom. Oh, Venom. Right. Mid credits yeah. tease. Sure. Apparently, so I still haven't seen Venom two. I did go and yeah, finally watch. Okay, what was the credits <laughs> for Venom two? Because clearly that was connected. So I, have both of you seen this? I've seen the bus Venom? credits no. for. I've seen the bus credits. I haven't seen the actual movie. Okay, 
So the post credits for Venom Two is um, th- him and the symbiote are talking about the symbiote's like, "Hey, I I have all sorts of stuff you don't know about me," and he's about to reveal some sort of secret to Eddie Brock, and then all of a sudden they there's a flash. And they're in a hotel in Mexico, and it looks much nicer. The room changes all of a sudden, and they're in the—they're clearly in the MCU because uh, this version of J.K. Simmons is on the screen talking about Spider-Man's reveal. Okay, so uh-huh. they—they okay. flashed from their yeah. Sony verse okay. to the MCU, and then that gets picked up on here, mm-hmm. clear as an extension of that, where apparently Venom, Eddie Brock from the Sony verse, used his time. Uh, having been transported to universe to go get really drunk at a bar in Mexico, right? And just kind of catch up on what's going on in this world. So my first thing here is the implication, because the spell is anyone who knows Peter Parker as Spider-Man can come through. The implication is that Eddie Symbiote knows of a Peter Parker who's Spider-Man. Am I? Are, are you both mm-hmm. reading that the same way? Yeah, I guess so. I didn't think about it too much, I but that I, makes sense. I haven't yeah. seen the movie, but I heard stuff about, like, that they said that Venom, ca- the minds of all Venoms are connected, or there's some stuff like that, so he'd know from other Venoms knowing it from other universes. I don't know how true that okay. is. I've heard that from people who've seen the movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't work with the parameters of the spell. Neither does Electro. Electro I mean, didn't know th- there's, a lot of stu- there's a lot so of stuff. I don't that... think, yeah. Yeah, they do a lot of hand waving. You kind of just yeah. need to be on board. Does Electro not find out? Does Electro not know I don't Peter Parker so. Spider Man in uh in Amazing Spider Man Two? I don't think so. Here's another here's another Amazing Spider Man Two question for you, Charlotte. Uh, as our resident expert, uh, does oh, Gwen you, know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows. Okay, so so that was one of my other quibbles. Name a woman. Name a woman. No way home. Uh, we we could have MJ. <laughs> yeah, MJ. We could have could we could have, have Gwen. Maybe Aunt May. There could have like why are they not in this movie? Oh, I I was thinking that like I was like why is it, is it Rosemary Rosemary something Rosemary Harris the, the right actress, Rosemary Harris who is like ninety five at this point so maybe she doesn't want to show up but like <laughs> uh yeah I, I kind of thought that would be nice because she's so good the other mm-hmm. lady the rainy mm-hmm. ones um but uh I yeah I agree I uh, I just speaking of which the Andrew Garfield getting to save MJ oh that broke me yeah that, that oh, genuinely broke yeah. me I I saw yeah. it coming and, and it still killed me. Yeah. Do, does the little trick of you know like how Endgame like makes uh, Thor the Dark World like interesting and kind of relevant <laughs> in a way of like somehow making Amazing Spider-Man two like emotionally yeah. resonant? Yeah, just just you know, it's not just Amazing Spider-Man two though. It's like that's that is Spider-Man comics. You know, like that is yeah, right. The reason yeah, it too. the reason yeah. it hits me the way it does is because of the Spider-Man comics legacy and, and him getting to to have that moment and getting to have that, that moment. moment i was so happy oh, for him i was so like yeah. i was so happy for him that was <laughs> like that was incredible i, I can't hear why we're saying this i can't hear dustin from the slack like saying i told you so i knew all along dustin from the slack yeah, is he, the number one amazing spider-man defender loves him <laughs> so ama- shout out no it doesn't it doesn't make the movie better but i i i agree with andrew garfield's stance i've been yeah. saying i mean i think i think a lot of people i don't i don't know that it's super uncommon to think andrew garfield was a really good player on a bad oh team. no totally he, you know? he's really good in those movies it's just the movies around him are not particularly hot especially i actually like that one. first movie fine um, yeah i, I think I the first say, one's it's but. it's a mess but it's okay it's enjoyable like yeah. i had a fun time with it yeah uh but okay yeah, so he's, so he's venom wise the other piece that is relevant here how for whatever if, if you hand wave the logic okay and you just accept what charlotte said okay the symbiote's know each other across the multiverse which is wild um yeah <laughs> the big the bigger reveal is they get called back to the universe but they leave behind some venom goop right so now we've mm. got venom symbiote goop in the mcu which basically makes it official that venom's in the marvel cinematic universe um mm-hmm. do we like this do we care uh, what's the what's the takeaway i mean 
I mean, I'm disappointed weird, right? that we won't see Tom. Tom. I was gonna say Tom Hanks. Tom Hardy versus Tom Holland. <laughs> no. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it, Topher Grace or Tom Hanks like kind of makes about as much as much sense. Yeah, you know, each other. <laughs> that's fair. Right, so might um, as well just do it. But yeah, that's that's kind of disappointing. I mean, maybe they'll find some way to have him come back for another movie. Um, but yeah, and then who who's gonna be Venom? Is it going to be Flash Thompson? Is it going to be another Eddie Brock? I don't know. Oh jeez, not this Flash. That actor's a really good actor. Oh, I like yeah. it. Like, yeah, he, he like he he can be a very good serious actor. Uh, but this character <laughs> that he's playing, I don't know. I don't see it. But you know, I mean, whatever. You know, can... I I could think of a story reason because he he wrote a whole like biography of him being the best friend of spider-man but in this Flash new point. universe where he where no one knows peter parker is spider-man then it could be that uh, everyone thinks he's just it lying him. and yeah. everyone's <laughs> making fun of him yeah for it. sure right and yeah, that's a very eddie answer. brock origin that's what if true. he's the that's, only yeah. person who remembers <laughs> that peter is spider-man <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like where your head's at there. That might be yeah. fun. Yeah, that's yeah, it really is, good. It is, <clears throat> it is very weird to be like, the symbiote is here, but not Tom Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it really feels like, uh, I, I, and I like this, Marvel is saying, Marvel is drawing a pretty hard firewall between what Sony is doing and what they're doing. Yeah. You know, like, and it's like, Are yeah, they, Zach? Because that Morbius trailer I mean, yeah, is confounding the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I mean, it, it's. I think it's Sony being like, yeah, we're we're kind of part of the MCU, and MCU being like, uh huh, sure you are. Because <laughs> the like... Mobius trailer has Michael Keaton as Vulture, a reference to Venom, and then the Sam Raimi suit in a S- Marvel Spider-Man PS4 uh, screenshot. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. I've not I've not yeah. seen the new trailer yet, but like, no one's gonna oh, watch that movie. It's who, the 2019 trailer. How dare you? I w- I w- no, I'm going to be front row for Morbius. You know, I haven't given Morbius a single second of thought until <laughs> No Way Home. There was a lead-in trailer to to my my version of No Way Home where it was a, a few people discussing like theories about Morbius, you know, because all these weird touches and stuff and like how it's going to connect. And now I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I'm obsessed <laughs> with what is happening. Why is Michael Keaton's vulture there? Um, Charlotte, we were joking on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. You know, you were, you were saying like maybe they have some sort of multiversal prisoner exchange. Um, and I'm just thinking now like the only constant across all cinematic <laughs> universes is Michael Keaton's vulture. Like that is the one constant across the multiverse because otherwise what what is happening? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Uh, so that will be honestly really really interesting i as far as venom goes yeah of course we need a venom in the mcu that'll be good i like venom perfectly fine uh here's an idea the symbiote is i as far as i am aware maybe i missed a detail here in mexico how about a mexican venom right like we could very easily increase the diversity of the marvel cinematic universe a little bit with uh just some like geographically uh logical connections here um so Ooh, th- there's a chance a, also the, to just do Venom name? differently tarantula? than it's been done in the comics um sure the, the tarantula, Ooh, tarantula character tarantula you've got uh matt gorgon here was in prison with vulture at the end of homecoming Ooh, he's that's uh, the character nacho from better call saul uh that's someone who's been venom before right that's you know he's scorpion but also has become yeah. venom how about that how about that i really like nacho he's awesome i wish i knew his is real. I actually don't know if it is uh is Tarantula from Mexico or is he South American? I would I would guess South American if I had to. But uh yeah, yeah I think I think he is. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying uh, I, other opportunities yeah. beyond sure. replicating um what's been done in the comics before. But regardless, yeah. like is that gonna be Spider Man four? I guess it would kinda make sense, but that's also going straight to Venom. 
I don't know. Yeah, maybe it will. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to progress too much beyond that because I think uh, we got a lot. I mean, they, we got a lot of meat winked, on the bone. We got a good movie here. They winked at Adam Warlock. Uh, you know what was it like? It's like five years, six years ago at this yeah. point, and we yeah. are just now getting it. So you know, they take their time. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. I think I'm giving it uh, 3.75 uh, kernels out of 4.25. Zach, what do you got? I'm giving it four four blasts of organic webbing out of my yeah. ankles. Out of your traditional ankles. That's where, that's where my webbing comes from. Yeah. Great, great gag, by the way, uh, of the the other two of them being horrified. Yeah. <laughs> me, McGuire having <laughs> organic webbing. Uh, fun, fun yeah. little reference. Charlotte, what's your rank? Oh, and also, wait, sorry. Another reference that that really got me that I didn't. I'm glad we watched Spider Man Two. Is Tobey Maguire and his back problems and Andrew yeah. Garfield cracking his back? <laughs> that was from nice. the like all time great and gag of Andrew the, like, Garfield I'm cracking his back. I'm back. So fun. And that was a great scene. Back. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving it six yeah. spider legs out of eight. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> all right. Cool. 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 All right. Spider Man No Way Home. Good movie. I have a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, uh, have either of you been through a interview process lately, like for a uh, job? I have uh, interviewed others, but I haven't had to interview myself in some time. Not for... Nope. What about you? Well, I mean, I, I interview comics creators regularly. Does that count? No, like for a job interview. And yeah. I, I've been going through this process a little bit, and it's weird. It's all Zoom now, right? Uh-huh, so like, uh-huh. There's, there's a very, very strange... Uh, it's, it's a brave new world out there doing, like, Zoom calls. But there's a, a thing you can see online, like... There's all these horror stories of people doing online interviews in Zoom, and they're sitting there, you know, they've got a nice shirt on, and the image of them on the screen is good. And then the HR person will say something like, hey, um, just to, you know, show that you showed up here today prepared professionally, like, will you, you know, show me that you're wearing pants? What? <laughs> will you, like, stand? Yeah, yeah. I've seen multiple videos of this, like, on TikTok or something, people recording this. That's not a and real then, or- thing. It is a real thing. It's a psychotic, like, human resource thing of just, you know, I mean, they do all kinds of insane stuff to weed out people. Um, or, you know, like, wear, make sure you're wearing shoes and pants, you know, for your interview and that you're not sitting there in PJ pants. But I guess that's shirt. not in the training. I guess the training says, hey, you can't ask about age or uh, national origin, but it doesn't say you can't ask about okay. pants, I Dave, you should and start I, I, doing that with the people you interview for, for CBH. Ask uh, comic book creators <laughs> if they're wearing pants. <laughs> Can you stand up and show me your pants? All right, fine. No, nope, we're done. We're done today. There. I right. just want you just want to see Jim Starlin's Thanos pants. <laughs> and I think I think the next the, the next natural step of HR overstep, right? Of the, the corporate overstep into our personal lives is them being like, "What what's your pubic hair situation?" Oh boy. Right? Oh like, boy. How, uh, is it unkempt? Because we can't have someone with unkempt pubic hair in our business. So I just want to say, Manscaped is the only company that's going to help you get that job. <laughs> <laughs> by having you prepared for intrusive hr questioning uh oh, if you go to manscape.com and use the code my you can save up to 10 percent. i'm doing this without the copy in front of me is it 10 percent? 20 percent. 20 percent. 20 percent. my god uh on their their lawnmowers their razors their uh body um body wash shampoo conditioner which is quite good we the uh, lawnmower is a razor just want to clarify yeah, <laughs> no, it's a literal lawn. They sell lawnmowers now. Yeah, the lawnmower 4.0 is their like flagship razor. Excellent stuff. Uh, really, really good. Uh, yeah, a very good solid uh, body hair razor that uh, I am getting a lot of use out of. And honestly, I think is what got me my my recent job. I just switched jobs, and I think it's clearly you needed it for Manscaped. this new fangled interview process. I yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, yeah, if you go to manscaped.com, you use the code MY, you can get twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping. 
for for these tools. You know, I kind of wish now. So they're, they're, all their stuff is so sleek. It looks so nice. Like the design on all the products is really great. I do wish they had a trimmer that was shaped like a little lawnmower, like a little lawnmower I could run across my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be very fun. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, yeah. Uh, the- the lawnmower is kind of a pretty like it's it's angular. I like the look of it. Manscaped should do a collab with uh, Marvel with Ant Man uh, using a, a miniature lawnmower. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Where they'll send him to your house and he'll just lawnmower all exactly. your Oh, that would be so good. I love it. Just Pin a particle technology to get into all the crevices. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So yeah, um, check out the performance package yeah. 4.0. Hopefully 5.0 includes a little Ant-Man, but until then you can get performance package 4.0 <laughs> for your razor needs. Uh, they also have like shampoo, deodorant, all sorts of really nice stuff. Their boxers are pretty good too. I, uh, I just started wearing the boxers that they sent forever ago. The boxers are extremely uh, comfortable. I love them. Yeah, they're very comfy. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. genuinely and, really and like And they are, they are very good to wear post-shave, I'll say. They're very, they, they specifically market them as anti-chafing. And uh, yeah, they're good. They're nice yeah. and smooth. Yeah. So go, again, go to manscaped.com, enter code MY at checkout. You get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. All right. We have been going a long time on No Way Home, not surprisingly. Let's spend a little bit of time. Well, I don't know. What do you, what do you all think? Do we want to do a yeah, separate I, I talk, Spidey 2 or do you want to kind of try to do it in like 20 minutes? I think Zach I can, will leave the podcast if we don't talk about it right now. I, I'm not saying we don't talk about oh, it. No, I'm just, yeah, you know, yeah. do we uh, want to give it its due? We could pack it in with Hawkeye next week, right? We're doing Hawkeye, and uh, I, I don't think we're going to have, you know, a full hour on Hawkeye. So I, that, I, that means I will not have as much to say about Hawkeye as I did for No Way Home. I do agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I got stuff to talk about Hawkeye. I think it's good, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's switch it. We'll we'll switch it over. I'll uh, I'll try to remember to put a little note in the uh, the opening of this episode that we won't actually be talking about Spider Man Two. So people are like, I listened to ninety minutes to get to the <laughs> Raimi talk. <laughs> and, and then, I mean, we talked about it a little bit just in terms of like the rankings, but yes, we you know we obviously sure. did do a, a deep dive. Um. Yeah. So all right, then final question for both of you, and this can be on the air or off. I don't whatever. Um. Where I don't know if you you I know Zach you don't rank things as obsessively but like where do you actually put Spider Man No Way Home like where do you actually think it ranks in the MCU I actually went on Letterboxd and ranked all right all the MC all the MCU products the products the other day this is number seven dang what's uh what's it behind and above uh it is well let's see my my one through six are Iron Man three Endgame first Captain America Guardians two Civil War Infinity War so this is okay. right behind Infinity War and I'd say Honestly, this and Infinity War and Civil War are all pretty close. Yeah. And honestly, this might sneak ahead with repeated views. Yeah. So like, it's 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 like tied for fifth place. I, I I'll say Iron Man three, Endgame, Guardians two, and Captain America one are my clear top four. And then it's kind of right right behind that. Okay. Cool. Charlotte. Oh, and then it's uh it's above everything else. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a clear ranking. I'd say it is a conversation. It is in a conversation for a like top tier. Uh, like it's in conversation with Infinity War and Endgame and Guardians and uh, Black Panther, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think it's like probably in my top five to seven. Nice, yeah, nice. Okay, I've got it. I've got a comparable. Yeah, I've definitely got a comparable. I've got it in my second tier for great, uh, which is the, my first tier is only Infinity War, Endgame, Jessica Jones season one, and Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, and then the second tier is pretty loaded. So I've got it right behind the Winter Soldier, <clears throat> and right above Avengers, which I give I give a lot of MCU credit. Uh, I think as a movie, I'm increasingly yeah. like, yeah, I don't think I want to watch that movie over anything else. But, <laughs> because, know, well, of, but because of the groundwork it laid, I give it a. Yeah, I know it is kind of funny because it's just like at this point, it seems quaint to be like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. Four superheroes from different movies coming together. Right. At this point, it's like, 
yeah so what <laughs> yeah yeah but at the time oh. it was, yeah, it's on. it's my oh, citizen okay, cane on. it's gonna be my citizen cane growing up where i'm like you don't understand what you don't understand son, have what you it watched was like. citizen cane you keep talking about this like it's some kind of like ah oh, this movie's dated and unwatchable but it was important then citizen cane rules that movie is fun and it moves it's nah. really like engaging now nah, like you're, that's that's the old man in you saying that that's nobody <laughs> nobody nobody uh normal i'm gonna say spots up for citizen kane in That's 2021 insane. And it's such time. a watchable movie it's so much <laughs> oh, totally it's watchable really fun i had a fine time but it's but it, i had a fine time but i would never have come away from it saying this movie is the reason for movies right with its historical weight and importance right having having such a limited understanding of the medium i think there's so much stuff that people talk about in terms of citizen kane being tremendously important that isn't it isn't just like obviously evident in the storytelling. It's like stuff that makes sense if you know. Well, no, the I mean you have, to have the hist- Yeah, totally. But it also like even if you don't pay attention to that, it's just a very good engagement. But if I didn't pay attention story. to that, I'd be like, oh, that was fine. Why did I, I liked the third one well, a lot crazy, more? It's like actually... why are people like obsessed with this? Welcome no, to my no. Citizen Year, the coming book podcast, where we're only talking <laughs> about uh, Citizen Kane. <laughs> you know, I would rather talk I, about. I wish. Um, I would rather talk about Kane in the Spider-Man universe. Ooh. Boo. I'd rather Boo. talk about the King Chronicles Boo by Rick Riordan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> uh, okay. We're, so, we're going to yeah, be talking about Kane Parker pretty soon. I, I do have Yeah, that's That's true. coming up soon. So Citizen oh, Kane have, will be top question. of mind. I have a question for uh, for you guys. Now that, like, No Way Home is, you know, coming on, are we still going to talk about Raimi's Spider-Man 3 at some point? Should we? I'm exceedingly curious because that's the only one that I, I watched the other two obsessively as a yeah. teenager. I mean, number three, I saw once in theaters. I only kind of remember. I think I'm. I'm I think I'm the same. I have it. I have it ranked as my least favorite Spider-Man movie. Oh, um, I think it's better than the Amazing Spider-Man two. I have it lower. Oh yeah, by a by a long um, shot because I mean, of my disappointment. Because of my expectations and disappointment, there's a lot of fun stuff in there. But like Sam Raimi is going, he's coming back again. to Marvel for Doctor Strange. We can like watch his last Marvel movie for for that maybe something. But be- yeah, something between January and Multiverse of Madness maybe because that's that's the only one I don't own and I would have to track it down. Yeah, um, mm, okay. and isn't it on the Netflix? idea of spending money cheap, on Spider-Man Three yeah. is offensive to me personally. <laughs> like four bucks on Amazon, <laughs> you baby. I know. Uh, oh, also, it's not on US Netflix. Of- okay. No, 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 no. The, none okay. of these are on Netflix. They're all, uh, you have just to rent them. Oh, they're uh, all in Multiverse Netflix. is coming out in May, so we got like five months before a new thing. Yeah. You know what I was just thinking about the other day? Hawkeye's about to finish this week. I don't know what the next show is going to be. They're uh, they're leaving it really cagey. I and it kind of looks Moon like Knight? Moon Knight? Yeah. I know, it's weird. It's like Moon Knight feels like it just came out of nowhere. And now they're like, yeah, it's because be Ms. Marvel oh. is this summer. So I think it's it will be either She-Hulk or Moon Knight, and I think Moon Knight yeah. is more likely. I'm ready for a couple, Usually they have, I'm ready for a couple months off. Marvel stuff, yeah, 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 yeah I, I agree. But uh, it is it is interesting. They usually have more of like a set roadmap of telling you like what's coming next. I mean, I think <laughs> they're posing the Marvel stuff because there's some Star Wars stuff running out. I think the Book of Boba Fett is going to take the place of uh, like the Marvel shows. <laughs> when does that come <laughs> out? Some reason, I think uh, in a few weeks. Yeah. Oh, like, okay, like cool. Next week, yeah. Charlotte, for some reason, the, you saying Book of Boba Fett in a French accent is, like, very cute. <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> How did they say it's it? Very, Boba Fett? I don't know, but, like, just, just your accent made it's it like, sound It's like it's like one it. word, I guess. It Boba was very, Fett. And it was very, it was yeah, very yeah. bouncy. <laughs> the way okay. you, you saw it. Yeah, it's definitely more fun than the traditional, uh, the traditional Boba Fett. Uh, I'm actually excited about that. <laughs> French Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Uh, Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. That's Belgian. What? Okay, <laughs> never mind. 
Hercules Poirot, the Belgian detective. I got so much crap for that, Charlotte. I know how to say Hercule Poirot. I just, like... Like, I know how to say it. I've read those books. I know how to say I it. Thought I thought you were I about to make a, a Hamilton in reference with Hercules Mulligan, and I didn't know where you were going with that. I refuse to watch Her- uh, Hamilton. I never will. I what? I refuse to watch refuse the Disney movie Hercules. Hercules. Man, why? Do- I want Hercules in the MCU. Bring that in. Wait, why are you yeah. anti-Hamilton? This is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> uh, because they, it was just, they're a bunch of old white men with, uh, I don't know. I, it's have you, have you seen Hamilton? <laughs> I have not. I've uh, I listened. I listened pretty, to it's it. Pretty famously, uh, it's pretty famously not old white men <laughs> in the production. Nine, well, <laughs> yes, no, I know, I know. I'm just. I was making a joke, but uh, no, I don't know. I just haven't made time for it. I listened to the cast recording when it first came out, like four years ago. Yeah, but no, like six years ago at this point. Um, so I was still in Maine at that point, and uh, it was okay. It's just like also musical theater is not my. I love how we found the time to to talk about Citizen Kane and Hamilton Uh more than we did Spider-Man 2. (laughs) Anyway, I just want to (laughs) say... No, I want to talk about She-Hulk now for a second. Okay. I'm I'm finishing reading the John Byrne She-Hulk run. Okay. Uh, Uh, I'm finally, like, getting back into that and finishing that up. And uh, it's good. Like, it's it's pretty pretty solid throughout. Um, I mean, my favorite running thing is just, like, how she is so horny for hercules through the whole thing like it's just a running thread that she's just every time she falls asleep she's just daydreaming of like hercules uh in various ways um which is just you know it's fun also to see a a female character like in charge of her own sexuality Mm -hmm. and like having sexual desire that is not you know the reader necessarily being projected onto them yeah um although that is also in that run but uh hercules i want some hercules that would be fun like bring Hercules into the MCU. He's uh, they yeah. could really rehabilitate that character because I mean, he's pretty boring. Maybe in, in Love and Thunder because I, I think Zeus is in Love and Thunder, so maybe he'll really, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Do do something there. Also, Hercules like, in the man, in the Tigerverse be... would be a perfect fit. Yeah, yeah totally, totally, spot. totally. Yeah. I I'm gonna be so disappointed if the She-Hulk show does none of the John Byrne like you know like the fourth wall breaking oh or it'll the, like oh yeah i hope so too i, I mean it'll no pull idea from how, silly how could it not I mean, yeah the fact I that hope... the two main choices are john byrne and dan slots when it comes to she-hole comics are really depressing me <laughs> i'll be honest <laughs> <laughs> well you also have the charles soul javier polito is very good that's true that's um, true I think I think you and I split on the uh, the Burn She Hulk more than anything, Charlotte. Right? I think that's probably the, yeah, the comic probably. you and I are like most distant. How, mu- on how much of that is the it. comic, Charlotte, and how much of that is just John Byrne um, mm, wanting nothing I mean, to do with him? Part of that is probably John Byrne, but I also I, I mean yeah. I don't hate his She Hulk. I'm just mostly bored by it. I think. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it works for me in a way that like most meta comics don't. Yeah. Um, the meta comic thing like doesn't generally work, but maybe it's just because it's a little early and it doesn't feel like it's like trying as hard to just recreate something that we've oh, seen before. I, I love so that stuff. Like... I think it's actually I, I would say that's probably the thing I like the most about it is is the meta. No, that, that is what I like. I'm saying that like later sometimes with like when you see it with Deadpool, it feels a little tired and obvious. Oh yeah, right? for like sure. it's starting to feel like you know like it's just treading the same ground that John Byrne is doing here. So like the the levels that he takes it to. You know, with her tearing up pages, it's her stylistic, walking yeah. through advertisements, her walking across panels, her, uh, you know, referencing like, uh, oh, it's convenient that uh, Janet Van Dyne can lend me her apartment. Uh, like, good thing you're not living here. Well, it helps that we're both being written by the same guy right now, right? <laughs> Something like that, you uh-huh. know, like uh-huh. all the, all those little winks really, really work for me. 
So not all of them, though. Actually, there, there's a handful that are kind of corny, um, but just oh, a handful. I like that. Just a handful, Dave. Not <laughs> not the uh, thing where she's jump roping every issue. I haven't gotten to that one yet. Uh, that one is fine. I don't know. That joke's it's a joke. It's a gag. Uh, it doesn't. It, that one doesn't bother me that much. More like gag little... me with a spoon, right? The the joke that I excuse me love. The, <laughs> it's like a, it's like an eighty saying joke. I think yeah. It's a very it's like clueless. You know? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That 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 is a definitively not a zoomer reference. Yeah. Huh? They, that, <laughs> that's even before my time. I'm pretty confident. Let's see. Uh, the the thing, the joke that slays me every time with the John Byrne thing is that he took the like from issue eight, he stopped, and then he came back in like thirty two, something like that. Uh-huh. And I think Steve Gerber took over for something uh-huh. like twenty yeah ish- issues. And then the cover of when John Byrne comes back is him. It's him on the cover trying to put up the sign that this is actually issue number nine and just erasing the, the last two years yeah <laughs> and him being like hauled off and the editor telling them he can't I mean, do that that's but just funny f- but that's also so his rude. pettiness coming through because <laughs> oh, it's funny but it's so rude oh, same oh, thing it's with petty X-Men as hell it's, it's so rude it's so petty i love it like I, i'm fine with people being mean and petty they're not my friends like <laughs> i don't need steve gerber to not be uh, dunked on by john byrne i think it's i think it's really really funny People, right. people are squeamish now about like uh, celebrities being mean to each other, and like it's weird. It kind of feels like have you forgotten that's fun? Like directors should be mean to one another. Like the Rock, and- the Rock and Vin Diesel's feud is like <laughs> my favorite thing about the Fast and Furious franchise. As somebody who just has not mm-hmm. kept up with it at all, I love it. Yeah, that stuff's good. What, what was just happening with like Ridley Scott was dunking on uh, some other director, and people were like, "Well, Marvel oh, movies." How could he, like, in general, it was maybe James Gunn. They had kind of a thing. It was James Gunn, right? Yeah, yeah. Or you know, or the that Jeremy Strong profile, and it's I'm, like, no, it's what, what was the Jeremy I, Strong I remember, thing? I, I only that. remember what, what him. Oh, I only remember oh, him was, dunking was, so on it, millennials it, for watching their phones instead of going to his last movie. That's all I remember. But really that one seemed like, a little. Uh, that one seemed a little pathetic, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm more here for directors being like, yeah, Marvel movies suck. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, does, like, does he but know millennials he, are, are 30 years old now? Like, or old as hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's a very. I mean, I don't. I'm not mad about it, but he's just wrong. Yeah, like really, <laughs> like, really. Just, my knees hurt, and just, I have three kids. Like, I'm not he's just factually wrong about that one. But uh, no, the uh, the Jeremy Strong thing was. I think it was a New Yorker profile came out about him that clearly like was trying to frame him a certain way. But it, like, made him sound kind of like a lunatic that was doing, like, method acting, kind of like um, Jared Leto does to a okay. degree. But, like, largely... You watch Succession, right, Dave? I'm not caught up, so, like, don't spoil anything. Okay, but, yeah. but you have you know who his character is on that. Yeah. Like, ma- made it so, like, Jeremy Strong doesn't understand that his character is supposed to be funny <laughs> and that he plays it perfectly seriously. Like, he thinks that Kendall Roy is, like, the hero of the show, uh-huh. which is hilarious. So funny. <laughs> and honestly, who cares? Like, may- maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. If he it recognizes none of the comedy in it, that's fascinating, I suppose. Yeah. It's uh, totally fascinating because, like, that character's so good. Like, incredible performance on that show. And uh, that'd be so funny if he was yeah. <laughs> not playing it like it was a joke. Um, and, like, celebrities all came out to, like, tisk tisk about you know his treatment by the the media and stuff. I'm and I'm stuff very like into uh I'm very into celebs like actors like not knowing the context of what they're in at all. So like like mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow is a famous example like literally not knowing she's in various Marvel movies, you know, where like there's right, interviews the spi- where she's the Spider-Man like, movie she's Yeah, like she has to be told <laughs> that she's in that. She's like I wasn't in that. Um and then uh <laughs> and uh what was the more recent example? Oh shoot, I just had it. Um oh the the Lady Jessica 
the actress that plays her, I guess, was talking about Dune. And it was something to the, to the effect of, like, oh, yeah, I just kind of have this, like, bit part. You know, like, I'm, I'm Paul's mother. And it's like, that movie's about you. <laughs> like, that story <laughs> is about you. What are you That's really about? funny. I didn't read I didn't read that. Rebecca Ferguson rules in that yeah. movie and in general. But that's that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Celebrities can get... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I like uh, the pettiness and the sniping and stuff. I don't need to <laughs> feel like I'm protecting these people. Yeah. So when we um, become celebs, um, you know, in the next 2022, as my role sure continues, expect a lot of uh, sniping from us, I think is what listeners can yes. expect. Hell right. yeah. I'm all taking right. I'm taking them all down. All right. So That's I'm going to wrap New up this insanely long episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're all yeah, okay with yeah. that. <laughs> that we Thanks for listening, everybody. Everything we wanted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my role here. Please like, subscribe, share, um, comment, rate, review. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash MyMarvelousYear. I'm Dave. You can find me at Carol. He's Zach. You can find him at MyMarvelousYear. She's Charlotte. You can find her at Fierro Charlotte. Yes. My MyMarvelousYear is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped.com, 20% promo. Music for the show is by Disasterpiece. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Spider-Man, for being awesome. We'll see you next year. <laughs> see you see next, you next year. year. Uh,